0: What's your favorite scary movie?
1: Welcome to the second Killjoy Jake podcast ever, where instead of having friends, we have horror movies. I am joined by Knight from the Nightwatch Zone. Very epic horror channel. Knight, how you doing, man?
2: I'm doing good, man. I'm really really excited about talking about this. Like I was telling you, uh, I hadn't seen it in a little while and I actually forgot how much fun this movie is.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, I love, like all these movies are fun. Even the third one, which I feel like is like the weakest of the four, but this one, yeah. this one's something special, man. This one, uh, I'm yeah. very excited to talk about this one, uh, absolutely. It's some of my favorite skits from the entire uh, franchise are in this one. So I'm, I'm pumped to get into this with you, man. Absolutely. Um, before we do that, though, just want to say, make sure to go check out the Night Watch Zone channel if you have not. Uh, make sure to subscribe to him. Get, dude, you put out some great content. I love out. I love all the stuff that you put out. Just talking about horror movies and stuff with the long, the longer videos. It's great. It's uh, some good stuff. So make sure you're subscribed to him before we move forward. Um, but yeah, just really, let's just dive into this, man, because I'm, I'm super pumped right. to just just talk about this, uh, just getting into the, the framing device first, which uh, we talked about this a little beforehand. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on this because it's very similar to the first VHS's framing device. It's called uh, Tape 49, directed by mm-hmm. Simon Barrett, who also makes a little cameo in this, which is kind of yes. cool. He's, uh, he plays Steve again, who is, I don't know if you know this or not, but actually the same character from the original framing device in the first one. Something kind of, familiar, yes. know. he's the dude with his wiener out. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be infamous for that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, in, infamous. This, this is, uh, I have in my notes that this is the Steve cinematic universe, because that's really the only thing that connects <laughs> these movies is uh, Simon. That's Earth. a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so, which is so funny. But um, Knight, I just wanted to hear your overall thoughts on this. I don't want to spend too much time talking about the framing device from this movie, Mm -hmm. but like, what what did you think about this little segment that we keep cutting back to? I mean, I think it was it was all right. I mean, like you
2: said, they really kind of were on you know treading the same ground as the first movie, uh, which I liked the first VHS as well. Um, But it wasn't anything that was you know super awesome, interesting. I think it just served its purpose to kind of dive into the. the uh, the segments you know what i'm saying and um i think that's basically all that it was i mean it had a couple of creepy moments there were a couple of creepy moments in it so i did enjoy that but overall it was just kind of just there you know it was just kind
1: of there it's just something to connect all the skits you know i it it almost makes you wish like they put a little more like it doesn't i don't want to say that not put more effort into it but it's just like it's such a weak story compared to the skits that are just mm-hmm. done so well you know mm-hmm. I I, agree. I don't know it's uh it's just fine I have a few notes about it but like I don't even mm-hmm. I don't know I I would rather spend the podcast just talking about the awesome skits and stuff but yeah I did That's want true. to mention Simon Barrett and his wiener in this
2: uh, <laughs> from original thing. You, know, you know I'm never gonna li- let you live that down right <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, it is pretty it funny
1: is, though but um, it is. It is. moving into skit number one though this is called phase one clinical trials directed by adam wingard who also did from this year godzilla versus kong which is yes. kind of interesting it's crazy how he started here and then he's doing these big blockbuster movies right that's what i was thinking too i was like man you really stepped up
2: to the big time because especially you know because of all the pandemic stuff when godzilla versus kong came out it was kind kind of like everybody's eyes were on it to see how it would perform the whole idea of it being you know uh, on uh, it was on HBO right yeah
1: yeah HBO yeah. Max, yeah yeah
2: and just wondering you know could it overcome that obstacle and kind of see how other movies might follow after it so yeah he stepped up he stepped up
1: oh yeah oh yeah and it's it's cool yeah it's always cool to see like where they started and stuff he's also done um, I don't know if you mm-hmm. saw Your Next did you see the yes movie? Yes, 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 and more yes. (laughs) I
2: love that film. I absolutely love that film.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. So he's, he's done a lot of great stuff. I love all of his skits from um, of the VHS movies, too. I believe he did one for the first one. We talked about that. Uh, I talked about mm-hmm. that with Steven last week, so that, no, that was yes. really cool. Um, another thing I wanted to mention about this skit before we really just start diving into it, talking about the plot and stuff, is that uh, the character of Herman, who is actually played by director Adam Wingard, he um, was supposed to be played by James Rolfe. Do you know who that is? Or uh, Not offhand. The name sounds familiar, though. So he's the angry video game nerd, if you've ever watched that channel before. Like old school oh, YouTube.
0: Oh, yes,
1: yes, I know you. Okay, okay. All right, gotcha. Wow. So he was, yeah, he was supposed to play this role, which is so interesting to me. But I guess he was busy doing right. the AVGN movie or whatever, like literally while they were filming this. So he wasn't, uh, he wasn't available, unfortunately. But uh, Adam wow. Wingard stepped up and played the role instead. But I, I just thought that was so interesting. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. That is.
2: I like that as a tidbit. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. But it's basically about a dude who gets an eye implants. Uh, I think there was something mentioned about he had like his eye was damaged in like a in like a car crash or something beforehand. Yes. And so he's got like this robotic eye, and it's it's filming. It's like from this crazy mm-hmm. laboratory or something. Um, mm-hmm. But essentially, like it's it's just about him seeing ghosts at his house, and uh, like mm-hmm. I. So last time we did a podcast, I kind of just went through it like plot, well, like every beat of the plot. But if we just want to talk about this a little more conversational, this one's not as, I, mm-hmm. I feel like it's not as important to go like beat by beat through the plot. So sure. was there anything specific that you really liked from this skit night? Well, I think, it, first of
2: all, because it's, it's the first one you saw. And I remember when I first saw this and I was thinking, wow, that's pretty cool as far as the creativity of how you're going to be following him. You know, and it's and it's still got that that, uh, you know, I guess you would say kind of the found footage first person perspective. And I was like, that's a really cool idea, you know, and you're meshing the horror within a little bit of sci fi, so to speak. So it reminded me of that type of vibe. And I really enjoyed it. It, I really did. I mean, once he started seeing the ghosts and stuff, I was like, this is good. I mean, it was a great way to start off the movie. You know, it really really was.
1: Yeah. And it's, like, the jump scares from that. Like, that's, like, you know, yes. I mean, sometimes jump scares are kind of cheap, you know, but, like, this one and yes. how the tension it builds with yes. you see the the person, like, laying in his bed under the sheets and, like, he yes. rips it up and then you just, he looks over to the side and it's like, oh, my God, there's someone right there.
2: It's yeah. great. It's yeah. set up
1: very well, I think.
2: I thought yeah. so, too. It's very creative. I mean, and like I, like I was saying, it just meshing those worlds together with the horror and, you know, the first person's perspective and the sci-fi. I was like this is good like I knew right off the bat when I saw this was like okay this is going to be a good sequel to the first VHS
1: it's going to be good oh yeah and I think for the most part like of of the four skits these are all done pretty well I have some mixed feelings about the alien one but
0: (laughs) (laughs) the first three
1: are all very solid in my opinion this this one especially is very good um the guy, I like. I was looking at production notes for this, and I was mm. so curious that they filmed this at like Adam Wingard's house or something. I have no idea whose house this is. But it, I thought it, I had heard something like that too. It this looks like somebody's house from the oh, like yeah. you know. It's like ah, yeah, you know, let's just make this as cheap as possible. Let's just go film this at my place. You know what I mean? Like that's what it, right. is. it doesn't look like a set. It looks like someone's house in Malibu or something. You know it what I
2: mean? really does. But oh, it also yeah. gives it that that type of like. And, you know, obviously we, we watch a lot of movies, but for some reason, it kind of gives it a little bit more of an authentic feeling in a way, too, because it's like, I don't know, like when I'm watching a movie, especially a horror movie, one of the things I always like to do is try to like put myself in the shoes, you know, of the character. And, um, and it's obviously easier to do that when the movie is, you know, made well, but it looks like it's like somewhat authentic or realistic, you know, as far as the environment or the surroundings or how people are acting, you know what I'm saying? And also, and also not a lot of CG and all that type of stuff. It's like, you know, practical effects usually uh, land better with me on that too.
1: (laughs) And there's not too much of that in this movie. Like there's a lot Mm -hmm. of really, uh, especially in um, the safe haven skit, which we're going to get to in a minute, the practical effects in all of these skits are done very well. So yeah. And in this one too, we get some, like some of the ghosts are like bloodied up and they got like wounds and stuff. It's really creepy Mm -hmm. and done very well. Um, Yeah. Obviously, when we we'll, we'll talk about Safe Haven, the practical effects on that one in a bit. There's something that I still don't know how they did it. The demon coming out of the girl. We'll we'll talk about that, right, dude? Oh, <laughs> oh my god, I can't I can't even wait to talk about that with you. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Something else I wanted to talk about is um, Clarissa, the character of Clarissa in in this one, who she has a cochlear implant, if I'm saying that correctly. Mm -hmm. And she's able to like hear the ghosts and stuff. And that's why we see her at the hospital for the first time. She sees Mm -hmm. that um, our main character, Herman, has this eye implant. And I think she like already immediately knows, like right from the get-go, like, oh, this guy's going to start seeing some ghosts. I got to go track this guy down. Right. Um, Yeah,
2: I thought she was creepy, man. Like right (laughs) off the bat, I was like, this chick is creepy because she's like, they have that shot where he's walking past her and she's just kind of just like looking at her and I'm like, okay, what's going on? you know it's right like, but but it creates good tension though and it also makes sense i mean the guy's got a freaking robotic eye or whatever you know it's like people would stare at him
1: right like you could totally just play that scene off as like oh he's just getting looks because he has a robotic eye right no but it totally yes. plays into the plot later on i actually i missed yeah. it the first time i saw this movie that like she was oh. that she was the same girl so i was like oh this is the, like on rewatch you're like oh that's cool yeah. you know it's the same shit right yeah. um but yeah she she shows up to his house later on and Uh, basically says, like, yeah, I've been picking up frequencies of, like, dead people and stuff, and, like, we just got to ignore them. For some reason, they start boning. (laughs) 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 Yeah. i don't know if that's really ever explained but like they're just like yeah let's just uh let's just do this they'll they'll ignore us if we do that i I guess they're just appalled by ghosts are appalled by sex that's a rule in this uh in this universe yeah
2: (laughs) she just she was just ready to get down and dirty on the quick and i was just like okay we're going there and it's funny because the way he reacted to it because he you know he sees the ghost right and and she's like, don't pay attention to him. Don't pay attention to him. She just starts stripping and this and that. And at one point, I think he says something like, "Well, all right, you know." And it's like, "Yeah, that's a pretty good reaction." I mean, like, you know? oh
1: well, I'm not gonna say no to this, you know? Right, right, right. There's a half naked dude outside. That's kind of creepy, but uh, you know, whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. Pretty funny, it's, it's done. Yeah, it is.
2: Um, it is. It really is.
1: I, yeah, uh, this this whole thing is done very well. I love when he wakes up, Herman gets attacked by all the, the ghosts and stuff. And like mm-hmm. this whole scene is so claustrophobic. The tension is done so well, I think, because of that. Like you mm-hmm. have these, uh, the ghosts, they're so close to him. And he's like, he, he's trying to push him out of the way and stuff and get yeah. back into the bathroom. Like it's like a safe spot. He goes there frequently yeah. throughout this skit. I love I just love the tension that's built throughout this Mm -hmm. entire skit, like um, with claustrophobia, with just how like quick everything is. And you're literally seeing it from his perspective. Like you are literally in this man's shoes, whether you like it or not. And there's something Mm -hmm. terrifying to be said about that. If it was filmed any other way, I think you would lose some of that tension. So I I think that, I think it's done really well. I don't know. what, What do you think about the found footage aspect of like all these skits though?
2: Well, you know, it's funny because, you know, found footage obviously became a gold mine. You know in the horror genre um you know thank you thank you to blair Witch. i mean not the first of it but but the the biggest and um you know some people don't give it a lot of respect but i actually if it's done right the whole idea of the found footage i, I think it's really really effective like you just said you're put into the shoes of the character in a different way than if it's shot traditionally you know and with a segment like this, where everything that he's perceiving is through this eye, and you see these you know specters and stuff coming up to him and he's like you said pushing them away it really makes it much more like in your face no pun intended yeah, yeah. no i <laughs> you know?
1: agree though yeah
2: but yeah. yeah it's it's really it's really exciting and i think that that was another part of this particular segment that was so effective it's like you really like when they would like come at him and you could see like you could almost or at least for me i was almost imagining what he was doing physically if we were watching this traditionally being shot you know what I'm saying like I was imagining how he was moving how he was shifting his body from the you know from the outside perspective but um yeah I I think it was done really really well it really was it was creative it was um like I said you felt like you were in the situation and um I, I really dug it I really really did
1: Oh, I, I 100% agree. I also feel like like and what you were saying about found footage, like just how it can be done well, it can be do, done not so well. I yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. there is great found footage. Like I feel like most of the VHS movies fall into that category, and then there's you know mm-hmm. some other found footage. It's it's tough to do right because it mm-hmm. has that low budget feel to it. But when you do something so mm-hmm. creative like this, like so high concept, it makes it something really special. I think, yeah. and can be even more terrifying than just your typical horror film too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I agree. This, the whole, and then the one last thing I wanted to talk about from this is how he cuts out his eye at the end. Yes. It's it's so it's so tragic. Like there's something about the ending to this one that is just so tragic because he cuts out his eye. He can't see any of them. You're still seeing through the lens of the eyeball, and he gets attacked and killed.
2: Yes, yes. <laughs> like I was just like, wow. But but again, that's like and that's what was so cool especially about this movie and obviously the one before it is they were finding creative ways to to utilize this first person perspective the found footage idea and it was like ramping it up like you said he's cutting it first of all when he was cutting out his eyes like why am i getting like shades of terminator here you know and it's <laughs> like but he does it and like you said then he can't see them anyway. He doesn't have that ability. And you can still see from the eye. So I was thinking this is creative. I like it. I really, really do. I You're mean, like you get the sense that he's
1: guys. like you get the sense that he's already screwed. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, like he's already oh, yeah. seen the ghosts, and from that point on, like he's screwed for the rest of the, the thing. That he's like, oh, he's yeah. gonna die. He's inevitable. It's inevitable at this point. Absolutely. Which, uh, there's definitely a terror in that when you just like when all hope is lost, and you don't realize it until the end. Which I, it's yes. it's written it's done very well. Done, uh, mm-hmm. done very well. Mm-hmm. So, but any last thoughts on that one before we move on to our next skit?
2: Um, I will say that for a long time. And I've seen VHS2 quite a few times. I hadn't hadn't seen it, um, the last time I saw it was maybe about two years ago. So I kind of lost a little bit of touch with it. But for a long time, this was one of my favorite ones just because it kind of had a little bit of that sci-fi feel to it as well with the whole robotic eye. And I'm a huge Terminator fan, you know, Terminator, Robocop, all that type of shit. So I was just like, I'm digging this man. So yeah, I really loved the first segment. It was done well, it really was.
1: Oh, I agree. I 100. Yeah, no. This this one's fantastic. I uh, yeah, like you said, there's that sci-fi element. And then if you take it from concept alone, like it's really just like ghosts in a house, you know. But it's it's done. It's elevated through that sci-fi, l- literally the sci-fi lens.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the, that first-person shot creates so much tension. It's it's done very well. Um, just a mix of a bunch of really great ideas put into this first sketch, just to strike this one off. um moving into our next segment though a ride in the park which honestly i'm prefacing this by saying it's probably my favorite vhs skit across the board throughout all these movies just nice there's something about this one that just touched that hits home for me and it's directed by eduardo sanchez who speaking of the Blair witch also directed that movie yes which is i think is really cool you know it's 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 i agree do you, you are you a fan of the Blair witch project i'm just curious I am.
2: I am. I, I think that, you know, it it, it definitely did something special um, in horror and especially in, in the found footage subgenre. And I think that it's funny because, you know, a lot of people, you know, the whole franchise, you know, some people are super hot about it and some people are super cold about it, you know. But what you got to realize is that this franchise in general, I mean, you know, I'm not going to talk about the second one too much, but, you know, they were really (laughs) trying to do, they were really trying to do something uh, different in horror at the time, you know, and and as you know, I mean, that's so difficult to do. I mean, horror, horror is, it's like a gift and a curse. There's, there's simplicity in it because, you know, a lot of movies kind of tread on the same road, so to speak. And and that can be a good thing, but it could also tire you out. We've seen that in the different phases of of you know the golden age of slasher. Then they kind of petered out, and then other things come and they peter out. So, but um, yeah, I, I like the Blair Witch. I do.
1: I, I agree. I, I've been so I've been bringing this up with every in every podcast member. I'm going to a- ask them like, uh, what, what do you think mm-hmm. about the Blair Witch Project? Because like without that movie, you don't have films like VHS. You don't have films like right. Paranormal Activity. It, it definitely oh, yeah. inspired like a, all this this whole wave of found footage. Paranormal Activity kind of like brought it back. But without Blair Witch, you don't yes. have any of those movies, in my opinion.
2: No, you're, I, not, you're right.
1: I will say, like, I 100% agree. It is, like, nearly impossible nowadays to just change the entire face of horror. And this, mo- this movie mm-hmm. back in 1999 did that. I just yes. don't think it's aged all that well, personally. I, I know many people disagree mm-hmm. with that. But, like, like I'm sure if I would have went into this movie thinking, like, it was really a snuff film and, like, really thought <laughs> these people died, oh, my God, it would have blown my mind. But, like, right. It's like at the end of the day, if like, unfortunately, I was one years old and that movie came out. I would have loved to have experienced it like how everyone else did. But like, at the end of the day, man, it's just people screaming in the woods for it.
2: It it really is. I think what I do when I've watched it is, you know, I just try to put my mind in a certain place. I mean, I do that with a lot of movies, especially, you know, uh, you know, if people have certain opinions on them or whatever. And for whatever reason, I just always love the setting of the woods you know, being in the dark, in the woods, if you're being lost, if you are low on supplies, if you've lost your map, if, if, if it's a haunted place, you know, those types of movies always speak to me anyways. Um, but I do agree, over the years, it, it, it... I don't know if I wanna say it the same way it hasn't aged well. I mean, there's definitely a lot of the luster that it's lost, um, you know, because when it came out, it was such a, a, a phenomenon You know, it was just so different. And of course, the marketing was amazing. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. There's no way that could be done now. There's no way, you know. So anyways, but yeah, it's definitely lost some of its luster. Um, You know, nostalgia plays a role, of course, in movies that we like or whatever. So I think I still definitely have some of that. But I I appreciate what they were trying to do. And like you said, it opened the door for so many other uh, found footage movies and great ones at that ones that were able to do do more and do better than Blair Witch did. So that's that's cool to me.
1: And I, I, yeah, no, I, I agree. I feel like this movie, like that, that movie, especially you see it in this, this segment, a ride in the park. He's like, you see yes. uh, Sanchez is like influence here. Like once again, we're in the woods where it's something scary is in the woods and you don't know like when, it, where it's coming from. And he's mm-hmm. like, the, just a few, a few of these shots of the zombies walking through the woods. It's like, it's, it's inherently scary, you know, it anything to be out yeah. in those woods. And yeah, no, that's, that's a great setting for a lot of horror films, especially this one. Um mm. But yeah, I, I appreciate the Blair Witch Project. I And once again, talking about that marketing, like, dude, there's no wow. other horror film that has been marketed quite like that and you couldn't yeah Yeah. you're right you couldn't do it nowadays because people just aren't fooled by that so many movies have claimed to have been real and it's like okay you know like we've seen this before you're not going to get us again (laughs) right (laughs) Blair Witch paranormal activity we're not falling for it a third time you know so you know I (laughs) exactly I agree but the other thing I want to talk about with this one before we just start diving into it given our thoughts about it is that it was also written by Jamie Nash who is a producer on this film who I like it's almost, it almost seems like to me, like he wanted to be a part of this just so bad. He's like, dude, I'll throw my money at this. I just have this great idea for a zombie found footage thing. I don't know. Yep. This, I'm just speculating. But it's just like, it's so <laughs> it's so original for taking a, such a uh, used yeah. used and worn concept like zombies. You're taking that and you're making it mm-hmm. original again. We we don't have any protagonists in this skit. We just have zombies. And they're yep. attacking a kid's birthday party. It's wonderful. Yes. But, <laughs> what do you think about it, though? I, w- I want to hear your thoughts on it.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, it was just crazy because like you said, when you get to that, well, first of all, when he first <laughs> finds the girl and she's like, you know, talking about a boyfriend, you got to help him, you got to help him. Right off the bat, I was like in that in that mode because I-, I love biking too, you know, going on trails and stuff like that. And obviously if you find someone that's in, in, in an emergency, you would react like he reacted. You know what I'm saying? Like he was so yes. compassionate. And as soon as she started to do the violent throwing up, I was just like, yep. There it is. And, you know, uh, sound design was great and, and everything looked great. And I was just like, oh, this is the first time I was watching it. Of course, I was like, this is going to be good. You know, I didn't know exactly what was going to happen, but I was already like, I was in. I was in. Yes. And so, and this stuff just starts to happen. I'm just like, shit, this is bad. This is really bad. And, like you said, when he goes to the kid's birthday party, I was like, Oh, no. Dude, and it was,
1: it was dark crazy. comedy it just, there. Yeah. yeah. It just spiraled out of control, man. It's like, nice. I like it. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I, I love this one. It's it's dark. It's brutal. And then you have, mm-hmm. like, it's kind of, like, let's be honest. It's kind of funny. A bunch of zombies walking up to a kid's birthday party. It's just, yes, like, it it it's so it's so tragic. It it's hilarious. You know what I mean? Um, yes. But it also... Like when you get that that first scene with this character, that your biker character, he's on the mm-hmm. phone with his girlfriend. And he's like, "Oh, I, you know, I gotta gotta get these the miles in," you know. And she's like, "Well, why yep. don't you ride me?" You know. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's so funny, but then like this one has such emotional weight to it as well. Like it has mm-hmm. both sides of that coin, and it's done very well. Because you yes. you really don't even know this guy's name for the most part, but like by the end of the mm-hmm. thing, you're like almost in tears because it's so sad, you know? Yeah, I Good I point. love it. It takes it takes you on this emotional roller coaster so quickly. It's really mm-hmm. genius. Um, yeah. But yeah, just talking about some of the the practical effects though done in this, oh, wow. in this skit. Yeah, like, done very well. The zombie makeup, the gore, the kills all look disgusting. Do you have a favorite zombie kill or zombie bite scene, whatever? Oh man. <sighs>
2: I don't know if I have a favorite. It was like all of it was just so good. I mean, when they when they got to the birthday party, that's when I was just like, this is this is, you know, first watching it. I was like, "Okay, if they're going to do this at a birthday party, what I mean, anything's going to happen now. I mean, once you have kids involved and stuff like that, that's when you know that, like all bets are off. But yeah, I mean, um, all of the zombie effects are great when uh, that part, when um, he was rolling down the hill. And, 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 you know, and that's the great thing about how they were creative with this is because, you know, this whole first person perspective that they were using, like, you really were just following it. And, like, next thing you know, this, they're just everywhere, freaking everywhere. And to be quite honest, just this little segment, to me anyways, was just as powerful as watching, like, a full episode of The Walking Dead, you know? And, I mean, and, and and not to get into The Walking Dead, but, I mean, and I used to really enjoy watching The Walking Dead, but that kind of told me a lot when I was watching this. I was like, man, this segment is hitting hard, you know, just just like, you know, a full episode of something like The Walking Dead. I mean, everything just looked great.
1: And how great they do that. Effects. Yes, yeah, and they do that in such a short amount of time. Like, this is only, like, a 15, 20-minute little skit, and there's right. so much to it between... There's some awesome kills, like the the couple that gets murdered in the woods, and yes, it's all done from, like, a GoPro lens. It, like, Tip, mm-hmm. you there's a lot of cuts throughout the, the skit, but like it could all be done in just one straight shot, essentially. And yes. I think that's what's so genius about this skit. The fact mm-hmm. that you really don't, there's a point when your main character dies and he, you um, have these new characters come in, they get eaten, you're yes. like, where is this going? Like yeah. what is going to happen next? I have to, know. like you're, you are in at that point. You are, if anyone who's not yeah. sold at this point is kind of crazy. <laughs> right. I agree. I agree. Cause like I said, the way it's set up and the
2: way that it just keeps going and going and it's like ramping up everything is ramping up the terror. It's ramping up the carnage, you know, so to speak. And it's like, man, this is, this is really something. It's really, really good. I think, I, I don't know if I want to say it, it's, it's my favorite Um out of all of these, but it definitely was really, really enjoyable. It's very, I mean, because I like zombie movies, although, like you said, they've been done so many times. Um, Understandably so. Yes. It's just, you know, it's a great subgenre. But I will say, this could have been a a full-length movie, you know, the way that the concept happened. And like I said, you know, at one point I'm thinking, well, if this is going to keep going. I mean, where is it going to stop? you know, and that is what's terrifying as well, you know, and I think they did a great job with that.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I love, and like, just like a final, a final thought on this because we kind of talked a little bit about like, just like the practical effects, the, the story and all that. The one thing I wanted to talk about, which is so interesting, we see this a lot in zombie movies, but I feel like it's just done so, so well with this skit is we get a few instances where our main character in zombie form, like, relives stuff from his past. And there's like a few moments of this throughout the entire skit where it's like, he's almost still human. Like there's still a human in there somewhere behind this monster. There's mm-hmm. one scene where he's like, he eats the two biker people, the, the biker couple that comes through. But there's yes. this specifically a shot where he picks up a wallet. I don't know if it's his wallet or the guy that he's eating. And he starts biting into that. Like, he's confused. He's yes. like, why do I want to bite into this? And it's like, it's his human instinct telling him, oh, that's money. I need this for survival, you know? Mm-hmm. And then we see that later on when his girlfriend calls him and says, hey, you, you butt dialed me. Like, I love you. I can't wait yes. to see you later. Heartbreaking, it's so, yeah, it's heartbreaking. You barely know this guy, but like you are in his shoes, and once again, it's that same idea from the first skit. It's like you're in, mm-hmm. you are literally in his shoes, whether you like it or not. And it is so yes. upsetting, this ending, and it, it really has emotional, it was. It's, it's done very well, yeah. I, um, I don't know, I, I really. Like I said, this is probably my favorite. And I know we were just talking like, yeah, the, the zombie subgenre is kind of worn and like everyone's mm. done a zombie movie at this point. But I just love the, I, I really appreciate the originality here for like taking a concept that's been done millions and millions of times and doing yeah. it in kind of an original way.
2: Yeah, and, and it just shows you that, I think with, with this franchise, especially these, these first two films, uh, specifically this one, um, it just shows you how you can still, there's still room in the in these well-worn subgenres, you know what I'm saying. There's still the ability to do something that is, you know, uh, familiar, but you can have the fresh spin on it. And that's what was really, really interesting about these segments because they they really all touched on well. I mean, you know, obviously not much of anything in horror is 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 very original anymore because it's just been you know done over and over. But this one, like you said. It was fresh, even for a "quote unquote" zombie story. And at the end, when his girlfriend was on the phone and she's, you know, she's like, um, she said something like, "Ah, oh, you're just crazy. I love you, babe," or something like that. It it sounded like that part of his human instinct. It was almost like he he whimpered, you know. He kind of was like, mm, or something like that. And I was just like,
1: "Damn,
2: that sucks." Yeah.
1: And he's also something that I made a connection of too this time around is that he's literally looking at a girl who's upset at a dude laying on the ground dead, which yes. is like, it's literally the same, same thing. It's like, oh my yes. God, that's genius. That is yes, such good it writing, is. dude. Ah, it such is. A good Such a good visual thing. I was, I was, ge- I was really geeking out watching this one again. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, absolutely.
1: I love it. It's, it's an upset. It's a very tragic story, even though we have some silly parts, we have some gory parts. Yeah there's a lot to love in this kid. It's it's uh yes. it's, it's it's great. Uh he kills himself at the end. There <laughs> there we go. That's uh, unfortunate. Yep. The unfortunate end for this one. But any last thoughts on this before we move on to Safe Haven?
2: Um I will say that anyone who is a fan of of the zomb- zombie subgenre will enjoy this segment if they've not seen it. I think they'll really enjoy it. And and you know, of course again it's like a gift and a curse. I think they'll enjoy it and they might actually see some of the downfalls of other things that have kind of just kind of stayed in that safe lane for zombie stories. You know, this one really, it really tried to do something fresh and really like push the bounds a little bit. And like you said, small little story moments like that with him going through the same thing that he saw, you know, the whimpering, you know, at the end and and showing a little bit of that human instinct that's still there. So yeah, I think people that, especially people that love zombie movies, they would love this segment. I couldn't see how they couldn't. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i think you yeah. said that perfectly man yeah like this it takes yeah it takes that same idea it does it uh in original in it totally new and uh different way yeah adventures yeah. into unknown territory i love it um absolutely but then moving on because unfortunately unfortunately we do have to move past this i i trust me dude i could talk about this skit oh <laughs> i can talk i can talk about this for two hours probably i could talk about that one skit I, yeah i'm gonna stop myself while, while i'm here so <laughs> <laughs> Talking about Safe Haven though, which like, I feel yeah. like this is, this is this your favorite skit? I feel like this is probably your favorite one.
2: I think it is because it was so unsettling, man. This, this is when I first saw this and of course, when I rewatched it, you know, for our episode here, I was just like, ah, oh, dude, this is so fucking dark, man. This is rough. Shit. But, but at the same time, I'm like it's done so well. It's yeah. done so well. I mean I really it, it it literally made me feel creeped out, you know, cuz I mean obviously when you're talking about things like cults, I mean we know that they exist and things like this has happened, mass suicides and all of that. So it hits home in that sense, um which was really cool um but as a as a segment in this movie it was it was approached very well and i like the fact that it was in a different language that almost made it seem more authentic you know
1: yeah oh yeah um and timo Gijanto, the director of this one who he also wrote he also wrote it and directed with gareth evans who i you know i want to point out give, give credit where credit is due um yes. timo Gijanto, he is like uh I'm going to be honest, I have no idea. He is from another country, though. I think, like, the the Philippines or something like that. So they are speaking in a different language. And yeah, you're right. It adds, like, this authenticity to it. It makes it seem Mm -hmm. like, um, like, I I don't want to say, like, foreign, because, like, that's not what I'm trying to say. But, like, the idea of, like, there's this it's somewhere out there. Like this cult is yes. somewhere out in the world and like they, they're, they're conjuring demons. You know, it's like, it's terrifying. We have no idea yeah. about it. It's like, it's it's, it feels alien. It feels like it's out of, out of like a nut from another world, but it's like, no, this right. exists essentially in your backyard. So no, it's, yes. ter- it's terrifying. I feel like it's done very well. Timo Giugianto that who I was talking about earlier, he also does a skit in VHS 94, which is like probably my favorite from that one. Uh, if you've seen VHS 94, he does the one with the robots yes yeah that, yes. that one's phenomenal yes. once again i can talk about that all day he's he's a phenomenal director and writer he's also doing the he train is. to busan remake the american remake oh okay all right i think yeah. i heard yeah okay yeah i knew that they were doing the
2: remake yeah so that's cool yeah, yeah he should do so, well with that
1: yeah just just notable i don't know if that movie needs a remake but the fact that he's behind it it's yeah. like okay okay like yeah. i'm interested you know so right right um But essentially, this one is just about a character named Malik and his film crew. One of them, specifically being Lena, who is his fiance, Um, we're Mm -hmm. going to talk about a little twist with her in in a second here. But they are doing this documentary on a cult called the Paradise Gates. That's like the name of their compound, and they get into some uh, some pretty crazy stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, (laughs) yeah, yeah, some pretty pretty upsetting and. uh, Crazy stuff through here. So yeah, we um, yes. any any thoughts on like just the opening of this this skit, like how we see all this school, ch- the creepy school kids, and just like what's going on at this compound?
2: You know, it just had this offsetting vibe right from the beginning, and you know, again, like you were saying, you know, and I agree. I don't know what the word I want to use either. Not that it's foreign, but it just seems like it's 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 something that's just outside of my reach of an everyday you know existence here in America you know what I'm saying yeah and like you said you got the creepy school kids and the compound you know the set design was was fantastic the set design was fantastic and it really made you feel like this is really happening like you know like, and of course we know that it could you know you you do have people that you know find you know certain individuals whatever they're doing not necessarily cult but whatever. And they're basically trying to understand what they're doing, or follow them, or interview them, or whatever. So the setup was great right off the bat, and I knew I put it this way. I didn't first time I was watching it, I didn't know where this was going, but I was like, okay, this is pretty good. I like this, and and again, the fact they were uh, speaking, um, it was uh, Indonesia, I believe, and um, that, I was just yeah. like, wow. That, correct, yeah. I was like, wow, okay, cool. I mean, that it again, it was just very creative. Very creative way to do something that, I mean, you know, or at least me, haven't seen a lot of things done like that. But I mean, we've had films on, you know, where there's cults involved and stuff like that. But again, they were doing it, they were putting a little spin on it. And I appreciated that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and like a spe- talking about like where we start off and then where we go to in this just kind of expanding on that idea a little bit. We like we start this off essentially at like a coffee shop with the with the father mm-hmm. character and we're we're talking like it feels like this is just somewhere you can go down the street and then we're led into this compound and it's like like, oh my God, this is like right this all is also, this is also down the street. You know what I mean? Like is this right. happening right there? It's <laughs> terrifying to think about. And it kind of yes. it puts you, it immediately makes you think that w- with uh, how they start this off and then where it goes. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, it's it's terrifying, it's effortlessly creepy. Too. I, mm-hmm. I think I think you hit that right on the head with just like how like we get we get some creepy shots at the beginning, you know, but like the way mm-hmm. that they expand on that and they take like all these creepy elements from the beginning. We get like the all the dudes in the white shirts. They all stand up yes. at the same time that that shot from the very beginning. It's like it's yes. inherently creepy, but like mm-hmm. also could totally blend in could totally blend into just a normal everyday scene. We have the mm-hmm. school children all learning something. It's, it's kind of creepy. And then Mm -hmm. we get into this interview with father, who is just this really like uh, ecstatic and like crazy, just cult leader dude, who's like trying to explain himself and stuff. The, now I want to ask your opinion on this because I have some theories about like the people who are doing the documentary and all that. Like, it seems like, they're almost attacking him a little bit with some of their questions. Like they're asking him like specifically, what are you doing with all these underage kids at this conference? Yes. Like, it's kind of weird. What, like, What's what's your take on that? Does, does it feel like, uh predi- not, not predatory, but like does it feel like they're attacking them or like, like trying to just learn about the cult, trying to give outsiders information on them?
2: Well, it felt like they, it did feel like they were being pretty aggressive. It, it felt like, um, trying to think of of someone that does interviews that's kind of like that. It it felt like I can't think of anyone in particular, you know, Barbara Walters or whoever, but it did seem like they were really just trying to, you know, poke a little bit at what what was going on there. And right from that point, I was like, look, man. I don't know if I'd, if, if I was a part of that crew, part, you know, in, in the group with them, I don't know if I'd want to be like poking a bear like that in a place where, you know, like numbers count and it's only a couple <laughs> of us and there's a lot of them, you know what <laughs> I mean? And the fact that, you know, obviously speaking in a, in a different language and all that, and, you know, you've got the interpreter and all this type of stuff. And I was just like, yo, I don't, I don't know if I'd want to be doing it. But they did seem like they were attacking him. And, and I mean, granted, their curiosity seemed you know it seemed authentic because of yeah. course it's like you know well, what's going on with you know these kids and this and that you know and of course the more that father is talking <laughs> i mean you know the more it's just like oh crap this guy he's unhinged <laughs> i can tell <laughs> yeah so yeah they did see- they did seem like they were attacking him a little bit though they did
1: I- but I agree it's like that what like you know once again putting myself in this situation there's a point in this where like the interview just starts spiraling out of control why are you not getting yes. out of there why are you not li- right. like dude there is no amount of views on this planet that would make me sit in that chair any longer like if you told right. me guaranteed 4 million views no way i'm out of there dude like right. this that is that it gets so out of control so fast uh it yeah is. no it's it's terrifying i i absolutely love it i there's also once again, this like this is definitely one of the better skits in this entire movie because we get that mm. and we get that humor again. Even though like it is, mm-hmm. cre- it's the creepiness is always like it's slowly building throughout this whole thing. But then we get these little yes. funny moments. For example, the camera is low on battery and they forget yes. to they forget to grab a battery, so Malik has to go to the car and and grab a battery just a yeah. bad character decision man <laughs> I mean right? how do you why oh, why man. do why does everyone in horror movies split up you know what I mean like exactly. especially when you're in a scary unknown place like this why are you splitting up man yeah uh, exactly yeah it's, it's, I agree it's so scary um but going off of this, this twist a little bit that we get later on in here mm-hmm. we find out that uh Lena and Adam have been having a, an affair and, mm-hmm. oh it gets worse <laughs> not only that yes. but uh, lena is pregnant with adam's yes. child which we yes. find out well, uh, what, what are your thoughts on this twist is this like is this interesting to you do you like where this goes because i you know we both know where this goes but yeah what do you think we know where it? it goes um <laughs> yeah. i think you know i think it was good because again you know the twist kind of just
2: upped the stakes a little bit up the drama because all of a sudden you know the question is oh shit, you know, it, like he was saying, you know, he's my best friend and this and that. And then of course he's talking about, you know, the, you know, doing an abortion and all that. And then she's freaking out and she's like, well, I don't need you, I'll just go and tell him, And I don't, I don't need you, I can do this on my own. And so it, I I think what was cool about that, and, and it's, a, it's a small part of it, but I think it was a nice little misdirect because all of a sudden, I'm not worried as much about the compound and father and all the crazy stuff that you're starting to understand is happening. Like now I'm just thinking about these three, you know, and and how that dynamic is going to play out. And I think that was great because, again, it makes you look in a different direction while this segment is playing out. So I think it was this segment had a lot of complexity in it. You know, I mean, it had a lot of story to absorb. And um, and I really enjoyed that because I kept thinking to myself, I was trying to put in some of the pieces of the puzzle, like with this whole cult, you know, like before the camera crew arrived. And of course, <laughs> after when we know what happens, I'm like, wow, where is that going to go from there? You know, so that told me that it was a good segment. Everybody yes. really told me it was good.
1: Cause it's so much more than just like a cult skit. Like there's some, yes. there's some subtext behind the fact that like, this is a baby of infidelity and yes. we, and what literally happens at the end of this is it, it's a demon that comes out of her mm-hmm. and then chases Adam down. And it's yes. like, it's like, he, he doesn't die. He specifically does not die at the end of this skit. He is left alive and he is stuck with this demon. This basically the antichrist following him and calling him yeah. You know, it's I, that, like I was gonna say
2: that too. Like when he said "pop," I was like, "Oh man! Oh wow! It's
1: bro. crazy!" And it's like it's crazy. almost like there's a, there's a message there. You know what I mean? It's like it's more than just the cult and stuff. Because like you can take it at face value, but there's also that yes. underneath all of it, which I think is kind of yes. really genius and and really yes. interesting. Yes.
2: I mean, you could look at it like, you know, the whole idea of, you know, um, paying for the for your sins and all that type of stuff. And I think, yes. you know, again, when you talk about a segment that's only, you know, whatever, 20 minutes long, whatever it was, it's like, that's pretty darn effective. That's really done well, because you had all those elements. I mean, this, this segment. Um, you know, and I don't I don't want to necessarily compare it to the segments in the first VHS, but this segment definitely had a lot of complexity. And I, I really enjoyed it. I really, really did.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And like and just kind of going off of like where we go from there, because we learn about mm-hmm. like the infidelity and we learn and Malik is mm-hmm. literally watching it through the body cams and all that. Yes. It like if it hasn't already freaked you out at this point, father starts taking his shirt off and he's like giving this announcement to all the kids about like, he goes all Jonestown on them basically and says, drink the mysterious liquid, you know, like don't Mm -hmm. question it. Um, and mm. dude, then he just goes nuts. He kills cameraman Joni with a knife. And I wanted to, I wanted to specifically talk about this scene because okay. I feel like it's underrated. Like I, I feel like mm. there's something about when you kill someone with a knife. You've seen it a million times, but it's right. so up close. It's so personal. It feels yeah. really. There's something about this that feels so much more upsetting than just your typical knife kill. Like it is, mm. it is right through his neck, and he just keeps slicing at it. It's it's so yeah. personal. He's covered in his blood. I don't yes. know like did that upset you as much as it upset me because <laughs> it, I remember being like, upset yeah but go ahead
2: sorry. yeah it it did because i mean you 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 saw the possibilities of what was going to happen <laughs> but you didn't know when it was gonna happen. And when he did that, he attacked him with the knife and stuff, it was like, oh man, it's starting. And I did feel bad for him. I'm like, you know, that sucks, man. You're in a situation where you're just trying to co- conduct an interview, you're just, you know, doing your job or hobby or whatever it was. And it's like, man, that's a that's a bad way to go. And of course, when he's on the ground and the camera is like literally like, like right there, it feels like, you know, and it's like, wow, man. it It's very effective. It's very effective, and again, you know, going back to you know, like what we were talking about, Blair Witch, you know, like, um, like you know, the scenes where you know the camera would hit the ground or whatever, and you know, it's just you just see through the camera. I mean, those were cool and those were effective, but something like this had so much more weight, you know, because they really stretched the tension out. And the guy who played uh, Father, man, credit to him. Dude, Credit what a
1: performance. To him.
2: What a he performance. He was so freaking creepy, man. Seriously. And he just had this look, like, you know, he's speaking in, in a different language, but you get what he means, you know, without understanding yes. every word, you know. Yes. That's that's effective. That's effective.
1: That's, uh, you know, dude, I don't even have anything on that in my notes, but just like going offhand, like, yes, like you don't even, this guy doesn't even need to be speaking English for me to be terrified by him. I mean, his performance and like the way he says everything is just terrifying. The way he's leading this cult into something just absolutely bonkers. And like- I, the reason I wanted to specifically talk about that knife kill is it's, it's kind of like the the match of the flame on the the TNT. You know what I mean? Because like yes. for the rest of this skit, it is just like insanity until the end. We get mm. these people with like, we get this room full of those guys with the white shirts. They yes. all just kill themselves, which yes. is so upsetting. Malik gets murdered with a shotgun by one of them. And then specifically, the guy does not kill Adam. He says, it's an honor to meet you and shoots himself this yes. this kind of messed me up the first time i watched it but then i'm like right. oh wait it's because adam's the father of the baby that's why they're not killing him it's odd it's so good the one okay uh, where i want to get to though because is the fucking scene where lena has the the demon baby Dude, yes how the fuck <laughs> did they do this scene i i, I know don't, i couldn't tell you like i, I w- i've watched this so many times i've watched this mm-hmm. scene where the the entire thing comes out it doesn't look like there's a green screen underneath like it doesn't look like what they must have done is taken a green screen underneath the table and like cropped it out you know what i mean and then like taking the i don't know you know i'm maybe talking maybe. nonsense at this point but this entire dude essentially comes out of lena's womb and yeah. it's like oh my god it's so it's so terrifying it's it's done so it well um but yeah, yeah was Your thoughts on this, like, just the whole baby birthing process?
2: Yeah, well, you know, and and that's what I was wondering. I was like, oh, man, what the hell is going to come out of this chick? I mean, you know, and like you said, the way it was done, and and I I watched it a couple times. When I first saw it, I had to rewind a couple times. It's like, wait a minute. And as it's happening, it's like, How did they do that? Because the camera doesn't—it doesn't look like it's cutting away at first, like when it first, you know, starts coming out and stuff, and you're starting to realize, shit, it's a demon. You know what I mean? And I'm like, wow, that's so well done. And it—it's funny because everything that has happened up to that point has creeped you out. It's pretty horrific, but it's based in you know, somewhat of reality as far as, okay, cults are crazy and leaders of cults are crazy, so I I know what that's all about. This just takes it to the bonkers level, and I'm just like, wow, man, just when you thought that you knew what was going to happen. But it was done in a way that really, it again, it carried weight because of that scene earlier when they were talking about the infidelity and stuff like that. It's like, wow, man, this is crazy.
1: I I loved it, though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And there's, there's a bunch of creepy stuff leading up to this, but I feel like Mm -hmm. you don't really buy into the crazy cult until you see like those doors explode off their hinges. And the guy, like the, the leader father, he walks up and he's covered in blood. He's nearly naked. And he's like, Mm -hmm. he's like, it is fulfilled. And then he just explodes into blood. It's like, what? (laughs) Oh my God. It's, you almost don't buy the cult. You're thinking it's going to be a midsummer approach where it's like, you don't really know if the cult is like for real or not, but like mm-hmm. then what ends up happening is like, Oh yeah, no, they were right. Like, and that's, yes. there's something really inherently scary about that. Like these people mm-hmm. are really conjuring up demons and bringing them out of real people, which is mm-hmm. horrifying. But, it is. Um, then, yeah. Then after that, it just goes absolutely banana sandwich. And we get, <laughs> we get um like, <laughs> I don't know if this is a connection to the last skit or whatever, but like there's, I guess there's zombies. There's people like possessed as Adam's trying to run out of this building. And yeah. Like people possessed. They're coming at him like they're zombies. There's a right. scene where there's all of them like at, at the doorway and they're all trying to like sc- uh, scurry out and get to them. Mm-hmm. It's upsetting. Yeah. It's, it's, it is. it's really fucked up.
2: <laughs> yeah, it is. It really is, man. It was, it was, it was crazy. It was really crazy. And when he got in the car, I, I knew I was just like, He's not gonna get away. He 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 should be able to, you know. Of course, the the demon has wings, so it's like you know. It reminded me of like in VHS, uh, you know, with um, um, uh, the girl, the siren. You know, it's like, man, you're you're not gonna get away, you know. If they can fly, then we know what's gonna happen. Because it sounded like he got you know a pretty good distance away, and so 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 for that split second, you might be thinking, okay he might be able to get the safety, but it, nah, I was like, and you could hear the sound design too of the demon. Like you could hear it too. And I was like, wow. Okay.
1: It, like it almost sounds like it's, it's either like a charge or like wings flapping really loud towards mm-hmm. him. You know, like, you know, he's yes. screwed at this point. And it's, it, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's, it's done very well. Sound design is something that I feel like is overlooked a lot in found footage. And these yes. movies, even like even the alien one, I feel like has some really good sound design with like the spaceship sounds and stuff. Yes. All, all, oh four my these, gosh. all four yes. of these. All four of these VHS too are done really well with, with the sound design specifically. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But um any just like I know we kind of went through that pretty fast because I was just kind of excited to talk about the, <laughs> the, the demon birthing <laughs> scenes. But was there anything else specifically you wanted to talk about with the skit night? I think that you know I like I said,
2: this would have been a good one, too, for like a, a full film, you know, and I'm actually I'm actually well, you know, and of course, there could have been, you know, something that was inspired by it. But I was just like, man, this would be such a good full full length movie, full feature movie. And um, I just thought that they did a good job with the whole idea, how it was set up. And it was just so, so much story to absorb. So, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I really, that, Like I said, that's my favorite one you know and and it's the one that creeped me out the most too
1: yeah it's hard to argue it's hard to argue that because there's a lot of things elements from those first two skits that i feel like we see here if not like done better than those skits like we once again have that claustrophobic chase scene at the end where it's like oh my god this guy can't get away like oh just get out of there already Mm -hmm. and then we also have uh that like from the from the front shot, where it's like just feels inescapable. It's yeah, mm-hmm. no, I I agree. This one is it's it is arguably the best. I like I I don't know. I'm just I'm enamored to that zombie one for whatever reason. But yeah. <laughs> I I'll say this. I took the most notes on that last one. There was more. There's so much I couldn't even keep up writing on all the notes on my phone from safe haven <laughs> yeah. there's there's so much to love in this little tiny skit it's just packed with just all this wonderful horror and drama and uh just little comedic moments it's it's fantastic it is really one of the better vhs skits.
2: i mean you know and and it's funny too because that might be the only the only little thing about it that and, you know i don't want to say that it's it's a negative but it's almost like you do want a little bit more story because there's there's so much go- going on I mean, it works well for, you know, in the concept of of the whole movie, the whole VHS 2 movie, but it's like, it's so much that you're absorbing and it's happening so fast in a way, although, although story-wise, especially in the beginning of it, you know, it's just they're interviewing someone, they're asking questions. So you wouldn't think that it's like at breakneck pace, but you do, or at least for me, I. Don't, that's the one thing I was like, man, it's too too bad we didn't have like a couple more minutes with this because I'm just enjoying the story and how they did it. Yes. But yeah, no, it's it's a good one.
1: It's and it keeps one. you wanting, it keeps you coming back because you have those questions. You're like, is there something I yeah. this? Like, is there something more to this? Yes that I might've missed. Yes. I feel like every time I rewatch a VHS film, I catch something I missed because there's so mm. many little details and all these little skits and it's it's just yeah. so, it's done so well, it's packed with so much to love. You can watch, mm-hmm. there's the rewatchability on these movies is like fantastic. You can watch these movies 10, 20 times, still catch stuff that you're like, whoa, oh, that's so cool. Like a little background yeah. thing, you know?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I agree because, you know, even, even when I rewatched it for this, I was just like, oh yeah that happened too, or I forgot about that. Or maybe like specifically in Safe Haven, it's like, yeah, he, you know, he he looked in the corner over here or down the hallway and you just see little things, you know, whether it's a creepy person or just the way that the hall is set up or the lighting or anything like that, or the sound design, noises that you hear, voices that you hear. So yeah, there's a lot that they packed into this. I mean, it's a credit to the writing and the directing. It really, really is.
1: Yes, I, I'm so excited to see uh whatever Timo Gijanto does in the future, man. I mean, the the yeah. guy is phenomenal. And you know, also, mm-hmm. once again, um uh wait, I'm sorry, I totally <laughs> I totally lost that in my notes. The other guy Gareth, who Gareth is named, Evans Gareth Evans, yes. I, yeah. I want to give credit to him as well, but uh Timo Gijanto yeah, is a, a part of both these VHS films that are just so wonderful in my opinion.
2: And, yeah, Gareth Evans, he's he's wicked talented too, man. He did uh he did the raid movies, um, which um, action martial arts and um, they also were were uh, Indonesian I'm pretty sure so as soon as I saw that he was he was uh, you know uh, teamed up in this or whatever I was like okay that makes sense um, but yeah he in in the raid movies there's a lot of um, there's a lot of intensity in the camera shots you know what I'm saying and when you're talking about action or martial arts movies like it's been done a thousand, a million times, millions of times. But in those two movies, the ones that Gareth Evans did, it was fresh. It was very fresh, the way the scenes were choreographed and shot and the energy in all the shots. So yeah, no, he's, he's, he's very talented as well.
1: I'm going to have to check those out because honestly he was the one director with this movie that I was pretty unfamiliar with. I I didn't Mm. like know what he, I had, I've never seen those before. So I'm going to, you know what, those are going on my watch list because that sounds, that sounds awesome. I feel like we see a lot of this in this skit with the very intense camera work and just how claustrophobic and how trapped this character the character of Adam feels by the end of this. Um, Yeah, he
2: did. Yeah. It was two movies, uh, The Raid and then basically The Raid two, but they called it, it was a different subtitle, but especially The Raid. If you get a chance to see that, if you like action movies, if you like martial arts movies, I mean this movie, it seriously, and I'm a huge fan of, of both, um, is one of the best action movies in like easily in the last 15, 20 years. Easily. Okay. You know? So yeah, it's it was good stuff. It was really good stuff.
1: That's high praise. <laughs>
2: Yeah. And, and I'm and I and I'm and I'm a huge I mean I, I do martial arts myself. So as far as that's concerned, I've watched so many movies, martial arts movies, and this actually was a movie that felt fresh. So to be able to do that, kind of like what we were talking about, you know, with some of these, these, these segments in BHS too, to be able to add a fresh perspective on something that's so well worn, that takes some real talent, man. Yes. So yeah, definitely check out
1: the raid. Okay. Okay. Now that's going on my watch list. That sounds awesome, man. Okay. Sick, sick. Um. Now I, I know we're almost we're almost out of time I know you gotta get moving now it is 10 o'clock but um oh, just all right real quickly just want to get into um the slumber the, the last skit yes <laughs> which <laughs> like dude we start this off with three just super solid horror skits and then we get to slumber party Ah, oh, god it's 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 fine like it's cool it yeah. aliens are creepy as hell but like right. there's just... The su- there's no, there's not as much substance to this one compared to right. the other ones. Like we were talking about yeah. how that last one especially is just packed with all this drama, this, this super mm-hmm. creepy images, these hor- this horrifying idea of this cult bringing this demon to life. And then we get this, which is like, dude, it the biggest, okay, you know what, before I get into it, what, what are your thoughts of the alien abduction skit? Well, I think that it it, it easily...
2: Yeah, I mean, it was it was the least of them. I mean, there, there wasn't a lot of substance to them. I agree with you 100% on that. I I wonder what, what was the thought process of making it the last segment, because of course, you always want to end out with a good note, you want to end on a bang, you want to want you want people to keep saying, oh, you know, I I can't wait till the next one that they do or whatever. And not that this was bad. I don't think it was bad. It definitely had some good moments, like you mentioned, the sound design and so forth. I thought it was really, really good. Um, But it just, you know, it played a lot of laughs, which, you know, it's fine. I mean, there's some some, um, you know, horror fans that like a little comedic flavor in their movies, and I'm fine with it you know, if it's done right. Um, But but again, there wasn't much story to it. You know, you kind of had some annoying characters, you know, pretty much stereotypical, uh, you know, boyfriend of your sister, who's a total jackass and all that type of stuff. And, you know, the younger brother and his friends they are doing dumb shit as as younger kids or whatever. So it played a lot of laughs. Uh, But but I will say when the when the aliens came, and the way that that was done, that's when I was a lot more engaged. It's like, oh, okay, all right, this is this is pretty cool. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I was curious why they had that as the last segment. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but, you know, hey, what are you going to do?
1: And, uh, dude, I totally agree. I was at, it's in my, literally in my notes, I was going to say, why is this the last? This should be, like, number two or number three, not the yes. last segment. Like, yes in my opinion that last one we wa- we were talking about that should have been the final one dude because that's the, that's the big bang you know what I mean that's like yep. oh my god this it's so crazy all the way through mm-hmm. what a, what a thing to leave you with but instead yes. you're like and I'll, I'll admit like I think the latter half of this skit is done very well it's very tension mm-hmm. building and like it's scary mm-hmm. the, these aliens the alien designs are really well done but like mm-hmm. the first half of this is just you are hanging out with these incredibly unlikable teen and kid characters I, yeah. I don't know man i just don't god it's like it's it's i don't know compared to the it pales in comparison to the other ones because i feel like if you're just mm-hmm. watching this like if this was a youtube video okay yes i'd be impressed you know what i mean but it's right. part of vhs you know what i mean so it's mm-hmm. just and no absolutely no diss towards jason eisner who uh directed this one he also did hobo with a shotgun if you've ever seen yes that. oh yes so, yeah. yes indeed which is a phenomenal he also does a segment for the abcs of death so this is he's no, nothing new to the anthology horror i guess so. mm-hmm. um but yeah no diss to him whatsoever I, I feel like like i said that end the third act phenomenal i, I yeah i'm saying third act to a 15 20 minute skit but <laughs> <laughs> right the later half when they're starting to get attacked by aliens it gets good but the first yes. half of this is a bit of a struggle to get through
2: I mean, maybe what they were thinking, like, and this just came to my head, I didn't have this in my notes either, but maybe what they were thinking was that Safe Haven was so heavy, right? You know, the heavy themes, a lot of story, just, you know, in this big chunk, and you're you're left with despair at the end of that. Maybe they were thinking, okay, let's go back to a little bit of lightness and show something that is you know, more of the norm with these frigging kids and all that. And then, of course, obviously, as we know, it ramps up, you know, to 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 the finale of what happens with the aliens. Maybe that's what they were thinking. I don't know. But I still think it shouldn't have been the last segment. I, I definitely would have ended it with Safe Haven. But maybe they were just thinking, you know, Safe Haven was really heavy. Let's just lighten the mood a little bit and then turn it on their head again, you know, in a different way, you know.
1: And I, yeah, I totally understand that because like you start this off kind of thinking that this is going to be maybe more of a feel good kind of like funny horror comedy. And then mm-hmm. literally the last shot of the skit is a dog falling to its death. And it's just like, I oh, know. God, like, ah <laughs> oh, that's the most horrible, that's horrible thing about this entire movie. You know? Right? So, right. <laughs> and what does that say? <laughs> yeah. But I, man, I don't know. it It's yeah, I, I, I agree. I think, like, I understand the idea of putting this one at, at the finale because, like, you're trying to tease us in a way, like, you're trying to make us think, like, oh, this one's going to be a little, like, a lighter ending to this movie that's been pretty yeah. dark so far. But then, mm-hmm. like, gives us a pretty bad ending as well. Um, right. We talked about, like, in, with the last VHS, we said, like, what was so cool about all those skits leading up to the last one, what's so different, like, the first four skits in the original VHS, it typically mm-hmm. follows not-so-good people. Like, they're, they're inherently bad, like, uh, chaotic, evil people, essentially, if that was their right. alignment in D&D. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> the last one, the, with the Radio Silence guys in the original VHS, is these good characters that try to do something good for this woman who, like, it looks like she's being attacked by these crazy cult members, but they ultimately get murdered. Like, and what, the right. idea of that is, like, I, I feel like, at least what I'm interpreting it as, is, like, no mm-hmm. one is safe in the VHS universe. Even yes. good Samaritans are going to die yes with I with this too. one yeah yeah with this one i feel like maybe it's like okay let's put kid characters in the la- like i think they specifically wanted to write one centered around kid characters who get murdered making you think like oh okay like adults have been getting murdered this whole time guess what mm. kids aren't safe either they're getting abducted right. by aliens you know so mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm I picking up what you're putting down.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure.
1: <laughs> but yeah I, mean, uh, yeah,
2: I mean, but that, that, that in and in, in, of itself is pretty frightening too because, you know, these kids are just, they're just regular kids. I mean, you know, they're jackasses, but they're just regular kids hanging out at the house and having a fun, chill day, you know? And, and all of a sudden, you're not safe and it doesn't matter where you are whether you're at a cult compound or you're at your house in the suburbs or whatever you know and like anything can yeah. happen you know so yeah.
1: yes yes and like i was saying earlier there is a lot to love in this skit too like that sound the sound yeah. design is really to the sound of the spaceship the war or whatever yeah. that, that's a horrible impression but i think you know what i mean like you get yes. that you get these scary lights on the lake my favorite scene my favorite sequence in this entire little skit is when she's like trying to help her brother out or whatever and the the aliens are just crawling towards her on the dock
2: yes yes that's a good scene that's a good shot too yes, yes. they did a good job with it i mean you know i and 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 i i like alien abduction know theories and stuff like that i've seen so many documentaries on them and obviously any movie that has you know portrayed it and i was thinking you know the again it's well-worn territory but they're finding a a little way to put a little bit of a different spin on it you know what i mean and like you said that sound design too spaceship like when i first heard that it caught me off guard i was just like damn that's you know that's a little different you know and um And you could definitely see, you know, these are all young actors, you know, so it's not like, you know, we're expecting them to win any awards or anything, but when it first happens and, you know, you could see that the house is shaking like down to its foundation and they're starting to get freaked out. I was like, all right, I can, I can follow you guys now. I can, I can believe what's going on, you know? So yeah, that was pretty cool too. I really think so.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, yeah, I, I really enjoy, I do enjoy this one. Like I do think it's the weakest out of the bunch, but it also it's also because of comparison, I feel like. I feel like when you're comparing it to yeah. the rest of these, it definitely pales in comparison because those those middle two, yes. I feel like are just so good. And the first mm-hmm. one too, Not no distorts the first one. They're all good leading up to this. And then you get this one and it's just like, eh, it's fine. There's a segment mm-hmm. in the original VHS that we were talking about is like, it's just fine because the other ones are just so creative and so different mm-hmm. from anything else you've seen. We have a lot of the same in horror nowadays. Not not like we get a lot of these remakes. We get a lot of these reboots where it's like, okay, this is a movie I've seen a thousand times. We're, you know, we're seeing Mm. Michael Myers again on screen, killing people. No complaint. I am, you know, we have a hundred more Michael Myers movies. I'm not going to be complaining. You're not going to hear a single. right? But to see that originality in horror is just so mind blowing. And so like, like we were saying, like there's such talents in these movies and I feel Mm -hmm. like sometimes it's overshadowed And, and Then you get a skit like this where it's like, okay, it's good. I love alien abduction stuff like uh, Dark Skies Mm -hmm. is a great, I really enjoy that movie.
2: Yes.
1: There's a lot, there's not too much alien horror out there. And Mm -hmm. this, it is great to have that like this. I I would even go so far as to say that it's kind of original because we don't have so much of it in the genre.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. But
1: it, it does pale in comparison, unfortunately, a little to the other skits in this one. But any like, I, you know, I know I'm keeping you over a little bit, but any last thoughts on uh, the slumber, slumber party alien abduction before we just kind of we end our podcast here?
2: And first of all, that is such a great title. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. I mean, it's great, yet it's bad. <laughs> you
1: know, yeah. so it's like, but it, but it captures the whole mood of this skit, doesn't it? Like, it, it truly does. <laughs> it really does, man. And it also shows, you know, with these
2: kids, you know, young and old, man. It's it. They're they're just sex crazed in one way or the other, man. It was just like holy shit. Um, but no, no, it was you know, it was fine. I think that's the best way to 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 explain it. I don't think anyone's going to, you know, um, be, oh, wow, this was, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, it was fine. It was it was done well. It, it, it would have if they had taken the kids and, and made them less unlikable and maybe added a little bit more weight to their story as far as I don't know, maybe their relationship with the parents or whatever or something like that, or maybe even you know with the uh the younger sibling and and the sister or whatever then then it would have elevated this segment quite a bit more for me um but again you know maybe they just wanted to have a, a segment where it just looks like an everyday you know thing with two siblings that you know uh, annoy each other and get on each other's nerves and plays practical jokes on each other and then bam we're gonna have aliens come down and just shit's gonna hit the fan especially that scene when um they, they climb the ladder. She's trying to, to, to save her brother and she's got the dog and she's like, you know, take the dog, take the dog. And so you can kind of see down where she's at. And then the aliens are just, you know, it's like, it's almost like a zombie vibe to it because they're just clamoring on her and it's, and it's over, it's done. So, but like I said, the ending of it, everything with the aliens in it was done well and pretty damn enjoyable. Everything else before that was like, oh, okay, okay, let's get to the good stuff. But, you know, it's fine. It's fine.
1: Yeah, and I, I agree. There is like some, there is some moments of tension, you know, where like mm-hmm. the latter the is like, oh, you know, you get a little, like a little antsy yeah. there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there's like, there is some good moments here, but it's just fine compared to yeah. some of the other ones. Yeah, I, no, I, I pretty much agree. Well, yeah. Knight, I just wanted to say, dude, thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. Once again. Oh, absolutely. Once, just one more thing to my subscribers. If you're not subscribed to the Night Watch Zone, you are absolutely missing out. This guy puts out some wonderful <laughs> podcasts with a bunch of other horror YouTubers as well. Guy's amazing. Definitely go subscribe to his channel. Get him to 1,000 subscribers, people. I want to see a thousand subscribers on this guy's page, or I'm going to, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to absolutely lose it. <laughs> Almost there, man. Almost there. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. And it's going to be well-deserved. I'm telling you, I absolutely love your content. Love collaborating with you, man. You're, you're great, dude. Seriously.
2: I appreciate it, man. And I'm, I'm always excited to be able to talk with you. And like I said, uh, you know, when we were doing that roundtable discussion, man, I think that uh, it's it's so cool to be able to talk with other horror enthusiasts and just, just hang out, you know, and I'm always Always love doing that that's one of my favorite things to do with this whole YouTube platform is just talking with other people and just kind of getting their vibe on stuff and just it's just great you know when you when you love movies or you you have a a thought about a movie or anything like that and having someone else that can have that conversation with you that's the magic right there for me so
1: Dude, it's like what I live for, man. It's it's so great. And it's like, yeah. especially just talking to you about some of these other skits tonight. It's like just seeing another person's perspective on something that like means right. so much to me. It's it's so cool. It's it's awesome yes. to talk to someone else who also appreciates all this really weird underground horror like VHS, you know? It's, it's great. It's <laughs> right. Great. Always a pleasure talking to you, my dude. Thank you so much for Thanks, joining man. me for this podcast. Appreciate it. So just ending this up, make sure to like and subscribe to both Killjoy Jake and the Nightwatch Zone. Uh, th- guys, just so you know, we are doing two more podcasts on VA- the VHS movies. We're talking about the probably the weakest movie in the entire franchise, VHS Viral, next week. That's going to be yeah. rough. But we are <laughs> finishing off strong with VHS 94 in the weeks to come, though. And then we're, we're talking about all the other Radio Silence movies. Super excited for that. Um, thank you again, Knight, for coming on and being my special guest. Oh my uh, thank no you problem. all for listening. And as always, don't forget to kill it out there, y'all.
0: Thank you.